That's, I mean, that's impossible. You're listening to the Freelancer Codex, a podcast brought to you by the Shut Up and Respawn Network. Welcome, everyone, to episode 135 of the Freelancer Codex podcast, the longest-running podcast that Devin and I do. Um, that's truth. This is the longest-running podcast that we've no done. No doubt. Remember when we did that other podcast when we tried to have, like, six people? It, it actually came up on my Twitter feed earlier tonight that How I should it, follow them. Did it really? <laughs> our, our old podcast popped up there because you follow them still. Right. And, uh, Justin still follows him. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's our, uh, it was like Six Gamers podcast or something. You're not supposed to tell people the name because then people can go and find it. and that They way- can go find it. Find it. It's magic. No, it's it's really, really bad. It's a bunch of people. All right, so we can throw people under the bus here, right? We can do that since, you know. They're not chances, here right now. Chances are, chances are Tim is not going to listen to this anyway, right? So I mean, he shows up when I stream, but, you know. I, I guess know. that's true. But he likes you, though. He doesn't like me very much. So, all right, six people played games with all the time. We played Destiny a lot together. We played Halo a lot together. And, like, I'm like, hey, I really want to do this podcast thing because I really enjoy podcasts, and that's a lot of fun. It's like, and, you know, and, and granted, everybody thinks this. Everyone's like, man, we are really, really funny when we play games together, right? I'm sure everyone with the group of fan, group of friends thinks they're hilarious. And granted, we were hilarious, not like everyone else. We sure, were. no doubt. So we're like, let's do a podcast. So we're like, all right, we'll get this all set up, did the research, trying to figure out how to do this, how to do this and do that. So start recording it. Now, granted, the idea sounds cool, but when you have people in that podcast playing games like Halo together while you're recording a podcast, giving call outs, makes it super difficult to have like a continuous story when people are like, on my six, he's got me, he's throwing grenades. That made it really hard to do that podcast. So eventually, that obviously got shut down quick. But I still, it was a good learning experience, Devin. Good learning experience. It was. Well, and then we tried stuff when we weren't playing games, and they're like, we don't really want to do that because they want to play games. It would just be me and you talking and four other people, you know. Shooting people in. a question out to them, and it's like, hello? Anybody? <laughs> anybody is there anybody i kind of like some of the hosts that we have today anyway so let's go ahead and we'll, let's move on and let's say this is episode 135 it is august the 13th of 2020 and hopefully 2020 will be gone um pretty soon thank you to everyone that's hanging out with us in chat katie and honest we appreciate you guys hanging out with us all right really quick we would like to thank our patrons that have been supporting the podcast for a really long time. I would like to thank Julius, Nathan B., Michael R., Trent B., Man in Steel, Scout69, Dragonheart76, Jeffrey H., The Gameplay Experience, and RZ. Really quick, for people that do not know, if you join our patron, our Patreon for a dollar, you get access to a 15-minute pre-show that we record all the time. And honestly like we've got some of the best content in that first 15 minutes right Devin? it's hilarious stuff That's true. i promise and you'll only hear that it's if honest, you're part unfiltered content that uh you won't find anywhere else that's true you will not find it anywhere else except for on that patreon so unless go... you've accidentally posted it <laughs> to the wrong place <laughs> <laughs> fair enough fair enough all right so i did accidentally post 
that into our normal feed. Um, a lot of people got that, but I was able to take it down and swap it out. So freebie, I guess, for everyone that was able to hear that, freebie. Um, won't happen again unless I want to drum up uh, excitement for it. So pretty cool stuff over there. So thank you all to all our patrons. We really, really appreciate it. Also, this coming Monday, we will be putting up an interview that we did with Alex Beddoes of Counterplay Games. Counterplay Games is known for making The Duelist. Um, That was a collectible card game. Super cool pixel art card game. The lore is really fascinating. The art is amazing in that game. Um, But that was later shut down because they made a deal with Bandai Namco, and that was not the best thing that happened to them so they are now making the game godfall godfall was one of the first the the first playstation 5 games shown it is in production they're going to be releasing that along with the playstation 5 so we had a chat with alex we don't go over godfall stuff just because not allowed to for you know because of reasons so we talk about him he is a environment artist and he works a lot on art station giving talks and stuff very cool interview just kind of got to talk to him about what he does what he thinks of the industry how he got in what he likes about it what he doesn't like about it so it was a really cool interview so that'll be going up monday and i hope everyone checks that out and everyone can enjoy that all right devin with all of that out of the way what have you been doing this week because you were not with us last week so i imagine you've been doing a lot of stuff i keep pointing with my pencil here <laughs> yeah steven uh i have <laughs> no i mean it's been yeah it's been difficult and rough a couple of weeks what do you mean month, really so yeah last week i wasn't here so my grandma had fallen down uh so she needed some assistance and so is she I okay kept, she's good she's doing good so um she's she's all right now <laughs> but she kind of fell down outside and was stuck out in the sun for a little couple hours you know man that's um, sad i feel bad but you know she's she's uh, a strong alpha type female you know doesn't want help from anyone so it's it's okay but um i love her just the same all right, no, no. <laughs> but no, I mean, uh, I've been busy with that. I've been busy with some other family stuff that's been going on. But mostly, I mean, <clears throat> we talked a little bit about it in the pre-show. But I've been trying to work my way through Ghost of Tsushima, and uh, I really, I mean, I can I kind of give that you know like a couple hours a week of my time. Um, so it's gonna take me a long time to finish it, which is frustrating because I would prefer to just finish it, but I also don't have the time. Or I do, but I just choose to do other things. Uh, but mostly I've been playing uh, Master Chief Collection, going through co-op campaign. Um, just having a good time going through on Legendary. And So uh, so were you were you going through the Master Chief campaign um, because Halo Infinite was going to be coming out soon? Or were you just going through it again um, just because you enjoyed going through it? I was just going through it just to replay it. Um, just because it's fun listening. Like I'm listening... To the books again uh, when I'm driving around. Um, I guess technically those are the first time I've listened to them because I when they first came out I have I just read all the books. Right. But um, spoiler alert: the guy that reads the first couple of Halo books is horrible. Um, but you just have you kind of get used to him and you're like, yeah, here he is. He's real stupid <laughs> with H U D's. Okay, O N I. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, so it's it's can be frustrating at times, but um, no, I was playing, th- listening to those and then I just wanted to keep playing through the 
the campaigns. Um, initially, it was like, oh, let me play through Halo 5 just to kind of catch up, you know, before Halo Infinite. Uh, but now it's just like, even before the news that we'll talk about here in just a minute, it was still like, well, I just want to play through them. Some of them I haven't, you know, like uh, Halo 3 ODSC, I never replayed. And so... Like the campaign, uh, you mean? You never went back? Yeah, I never replayed the campaign after I did Well, I guess it didn't time. have multiplayer because it was all um, Halo it 3 had multiplayer. Firefight. Right. So, um, so I did a lot of Firefight, you know, but I never really went back through and played through the campaign. Um, and so we started that again like we did last Friday. Got through seven out of the 11 missions on Legendary in like three hours, three and a half, three hours. How many people playing? Four. So there's four of you? So, okay. So some of the games you can only have two players and other ones you can have four. So like Halo uh, CE and Halo 2, you can only have two players. So I haven't done any of those yet, but. So Katie asks, wasn't Halo 5 like Halo Reach a standalone? So it was not. Halo 5 was part of the mainline um, story. So um, Reach and ODST were kind of standalone. But I I don't know if you can call Reach standalone because it really is part of the Master Chief story. I, I mean, it is. And it, it I mean, it's, it's complicated, right? Because the game doesn't follow the book, but both of them are canon. And which is really weird because... Have they ever officially Have they ever officially said like which one is more canon? No, they just said both of them are canon, and they didn't want to fix that mess. I guess I don't know. Which is fine, I guess, because I I really enjoy Reach. I think Reach is one of my favorites. Granted, that's like the one that I really like. Hey, this is the when I started my Halo journey was with Reach, and then I played through all the games after that. So I mean, that's just me personally. But, but yeah, Reach for me, like, like Reach was really frustrating because it didn't follow the book that you know really hooked me into the halo series right i mean playing the game was fun and i enjoyed the multiplayer but the fall of reach book was what really hooked me on the lore for halo and really you know got me into the series as a whole and so when that game came out we were all expecting one thing and they did a switcheroo on us but yeah, yeah so so katie <laughs> says but halo 3 was after reach and there's a line by buck saying it's going to turn out like reach so chronologically um the games released with combat evolve 2 3 odst and then reach but reach in the timeline is before um halo yes. 1 2 and 3 yeah, yeah so reach is reach chronologically is the first game then it goes 1 2 3 odst happens at the same time as 3 right devin yeah it's, yeah, it's similar, like right in the close time time frame, and yeah, that one it, it's it's funny because your weapons they make your weapons worse. Um, I mean they're they're cool weapons, but they make them kind of suck, which is weird. <laughs> so, yeah. and you have night vision that you can turn off and on whenever you want as an ODST, but I don't as a Spartan, which is really frustrating. <laughs> Well, sometimes your your Molnar just doesn't get all those fancy upgrades. But I'm really surprised that you're going back to that while you still have Ghost. But like you said, you'd rather be playing with friends. But also, like yeah. you bought a PlayStation Four to play Ghost specifically, and you're like ignoring it. I know it's that's what's you know, I don't know. It's because I, when I play games with my friends, you know, I'm usually texting with them every day. We're chatting about stuff, you know, and they know when I'm going to play, and they're like, "Oh, what are we playing tonight?" So I can't be like. Oh well, I'm gonna play on the PlayStation and not talk to any of you or play with you. So, um, 
<laughs> I mean, you could, you could, you could like get your um your Xbox headset on while you're playing Ghost and talk to him, right? You could do that. I could, but then I wouldn't be able to hear the game because I play everything with a headset. So uh, I guess yeah, that makes sense. I guess you could put your if you have AirPods, you could put those in, connect those to your computer, <laughs> then put headphones on over that, and then you could do it that way. Well. Hopefully, Devin, you get to Ghost and you finish that up because a lot of people are really enjoying that game and you were super excited about it. So so real quick, the things I have been doing, I have finally been able to play some Horizon Zero Dawn and I will give some of my thoughts on it. Now, this is kind of tricky because when we talk about spoilers, this game has been out for like three-ish years, but it's also new to PC, so a lot of PC players haven't played it. So I'm not going to really give spoilers, so I'll just talk about some high-level stuff. I am really, really enjoying the game. Hey, Rusted, how's it going? Thanks for hanging out with us. So... I'm enjoying Horizon a lot. Um, I think there are some technical issues on the PC, but I don't. It doesn't like distract me at all from playing the game. I think like the enemy art design is really really cool, and I think the one reason I really like this game, Devin, is because I think it's what I wanted Anthem to be. Anthem mm. was a dangerous world that you go out in, you could possibly die every time. And that's kind of the feeling that you get from Horizon. There's a lot of these small communities that leaving these communities is super dangerous and you have to be trained or else you'll probably die when you go out there. It's alien and it's different. And granted, Horizon Zero Dawn, like this isn't a huge spoiler. Like it takes place in the future. Um, It's a post-apocalyptic world that you find a lot of ruins and those ruins are human, right? So it's an alien world. It's it's real it's a lot of fun. The the combat is really tactical. I know you, there's a lot of videos where you watch people just going in and they're shooting bow like a bow and arrow like they're Laura Croft or something. But I've been taking it like kind of a really slow tactical approach. And really I've been like I don't do this a lot in normal games, but I've been collecting every single thing that I see as I walk by it. Like I think I have like 400 sticks in my backpack that I just carry around. Maximum number of Lara, sorry. Um, see, Devin, when we were growing up, it was Laura Croft, right? Yeah. Like, it was always Laura Croft. When they was first began, it was Laura Croft. But then, for some reason, somewhere in there, they changed it to Lara. And that's just my very old brain, like, automatically going Laura. So if I say Laura, not Lara. I think that I was apologize. just how they pronounced it. I think it was always spelled like Lara, but. The way they they enunciated the, her name, you know. But also, like there was no enunciation in PS One days. Like it's not like there was Just voice like acting a commercial or, or whatever. I don't but know. Anyway, so so yeah, I'm really enjoying Horizon Zero Dawn. I'm excited to get more time into it. Like learning about all the creatures, and there's like tons of lore to find in that game, and I'm really enjoying it. So I suggest Devin after you beat Ghosts. Someday, somewhere, you find the time to play Horizon. I think... Well, I don't even know if you would like it. I don't know if it's a game that you would like. Would it be a game that... So, I mean, my problem, again, still is like... Even just thinking about Ghosts and how much I love the aesthetic and everything else. It's like, unless I can get time where I can just play it for, you know... 20, 20 hours at hours, one time and finish it that, and be in done. In week, like... I'm probably never going to finish. It's like, I even think about like when I put 60 hours into uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, that was because it was holiday. I was off and I was home and my kids were littler and they were doing whatever different things. And 
So I was able to put in, you know, multiple hours a day each day. And it was during the day because I was at home. And then at night I would play games with my friends. And so I'm like, am I ever going to finish that? And it's like, I honestly, if I think about it, I probably not. I don't know. Unless I can find that time and I don't, I don't know. And then even with, you know, Horizon looks awesome. I definitely want to play it. But again, I'm just like, well, if I get it, I probably won't have the time to actually complete it because I want to be able to play it during the day. And I need to do that within like a week or two right? where I'm just going to be like, feel guilty about playing that instead of playing games with my friends. I don't know See, and I think that's what you need to get over. I think you need to be like, Hey guys, I just need to play this game, get it out of my system. And then I'll play with you. Like you guys will be fine without me. You'll probably lose all your multiplayer games without me. That's fine. But you can stand to do that for a weekend. Right. I mean, I just might... feel bad, you know, when I don't play with my friends. I think they'll be I okay. give them crap all the time when they don't show up because nothing makes me matter than when, you know, you set something up and then people don't show up. So, Hey, Michael, how's it going? <laughs> I see what you did there, Devin. I see what you did there. But I think your friends will get over it because they're adults too. And sometimes, you know, they just, I mean, how many times can you play Halo 5? You could probably play that a lot. Anyway, so Horizon Zero Dawn, I I am going to play it more. I will have more in-depth thoughts on it later, but I'm actually really loving the game. I think I'm having, I'm I'm comparing a lot of it to Control because Control is one of my favorite games in recent memory, and I'm drawing comparisons to that. Not only because like the it's a female and um, protagonist that's a redhead, but like um, Ashley Birch is, is it Ashley Birch? Devin is is Ashley Birch the voice actress for Aloy? Let's see, I believe it is. And then Courtney Hope is the voice actress for Jesse Faden from Control, and they sound very similar. So I'm comparing those a lot because those experiences are very different um, from games that I normally play. So I'm really enjoying it. I'm really excited about it. I'm very interested to see how that game ends because I was able to stay very spoiler-free. Well, not even that. Like I think at the time when I would listen to everyone talking about Horizon Zero Dawn, it's just been so long that I kind of forgot what people had talked about. So it's kind of like I'm going in blind, but I kind of know like some story beats, but I'm excited to do that. Uh, then second thing that I have been doing, and this is something that we've been talking about a lot. So I felt like I had to do this. We've been talking a lot about video games where you don't just shoot things and creators making things that are different than just go shoot the mans, right? So earlier this week, Fall Guys, I think everyone knows about Fall Guys. Everyone's been talking about Fall Guys. So I said to myself, if I keep talking about people making games that don't just involve shooting, I better put my money where my mouth is and support someone that has been doing this. So I picked up Fall Guys today. I played a couple matches. I watched my kids play a couple matches. And I totally get why this game is blowing up everywhere. I totally, like, granted that it being on part of PlayStation Plus and getting it for free and having about 9 million or 8 million people there has made a huge difference in this game, very much like Rocket League. But I totally see the fun in it. It is not something that is like super serious at all. Like when you do fall and when you do not place, it's not that big of a deal. You just go back in and you play again and you don't feel like you've been screwed over. It's just like in the controls, there's enough wonkiness to be like, you kind of have full control, but then sometimes you don't. So when you do fall, it's like, you don't feel like you've been cheated. If that makes sense. It feels like, okay, I can just do this again and let's get back in there. It's super quick. There's enough people in there so that 
um, you can jump back in. So Katie says like Gang Beast. I don't know what Gang Beast is, but um, so this would it's all. Go ahead. Did you see the video where of the guy? <laughs> it was it was all over for a little bit where he was playing and he got to the finish line and the guy waited at the finish line and then threw him off the map and eliminated him. Yep. Yeah, and th- and there is some trolling that can go on, which kind of adds to the like the memeness memeness of the game. But like like I totally get it. Like this is a battle royale, and I don't even know if they want to call it a battle royale. It's more of like a Mario Party like obstacle course right because you're not really you can like knock people off you can hit people off but it's it's a fun game with a very quick loop like i am excited to play more i'll probably still play some more horizon but before i play this but my kids were like loving it and they were just laughing when they would fall off and because the physics are just like your little wobbly bean and I think that adds a lot to it, that you're just like this round little bean character getting knocked around, running around. There's tons of people like at the beginning of the map, it's like a motocross race where everyone's just like right off the line going. So I totally get why this game is successful. I'm super glad that it is. I mean, it hit top numbers on Twitch, like blowing out all the pe- all the games that are normally up there, like Fortnite. So like I, I'm enjoying it. I'm excited to play more, and I hope that more people make interesting games that don't just involve shooting mans in the face. And that's all I have to say about that. So, have you? Are you interested in picking it up at all, Devin? I mean, it looks interesting, but um, because all my kids would want to play it, that uh, I can't get it basically be, until it's like if it ever comes to the Xbox ecosystem, then I can pick it up. But because I know they would just fight and because they would all want to play. Right. That it's it's not worth me picking it up at the moment because I know it would just cause problems for my yeah. kids. That uh and, and that is kinda it is kind of frustrating because like it's a game that they would all want to play at the same time. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, we want to play this because you can put four four person co op, but being able to set that up on the computer, like I told my kids, it's like, look, you die, you pass the controller. That's it. Like none of this two turns things. Like you just pass it. And it's a game that you're right. It would be awesome to be able to play on your Xbox. Hopefully it comes. I cannot imagine that it wouldn't come to Xbox sometime in the future. I'm sure that Sony would love for it to be an exclusive for years. Has a year minimum because that's what they like to do. I mean, that's for the players. Rocket League was on um, was on Xbox or was on PlayStation for a really long time before um, before it came over to Xbox. Yeah, it was a year. Yeah. So Katie, like almost two years. Yeah. So we did not fire. We did not fire Mike. Mike uh, ended up having to do something tonight, so he's not with us. JD joins us once a month if there's anthem news to talk about. So that's why it's just Devin and I. We're so we're two manning this raid here. So yeah, I hope everyone picks up Fall Guys and has a lot of fun with it. it. Yeah, we can totally do this. We can two man this raid. Crota? Yeah, we can do that. All right. Devin, shall we jump into the news? Because I think we got a lot of news to talk about. There's a lot to talk about. Let's have let's have a random clip and then um Keanu bring us in. Well that's I mean that's impossible. All right. I gotta talk to you about something. Extra extra this just in Halo Infinite delay to twenty twenty one. Now we'll turn it over to our news correspondent in the field who is being distracted by a wandering child on the set. These wandering children, they have been a problem in the past and hopefully they will stop if we continue in the future. Devin, 
Tell us, man. Yes. Like, Halo Infinite delayed to 2021. What is going on at 343 Industries? Well, you know, they're all working from home. It's a global pandemic. And, I mean, they have a another studio working with them that's been working with them for a while. Um, and technically, I guess they've been working with other studios on Master Chief Collection. But, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. They They had to make a tough decision right could not have been easy for them and uh, even like phil spencer he was on that animal crossing show last night or whatever with gary Witta. yeah and uh <clears throat> he was like yeah i mean it wasn't an easy decision uh yeah it's a bummer he's like we we talked about releasing you know the game in in parts um but instead we we just chose to delay the entire game until next year and um, so they can put more time and, and energy into it because they wanted to meet their own vision. You know, I mean, they knew they had things to work on, but they had kind of hoped they would be able to, to, you know, I mean, nobody envisioned the pandemic going on for this long or even the pandemic at all. Right. So the final year of most big games is a big time for a lot of things to come together and trying to get it all to come together. You know, is difficult. This year, is is difficult you know so so it uh yeah it was i was I, pissed off at first honestly i mean <laughs> i was frustrated for about five seconds and i was like nah, that's right <laughs> you know? so i think there's a couple of interesting things because before even before they no it was right after the release of the halo infinite trailer that we got there was the rumor going around um oh yeah thank you for reminding me to point this out um, Kitty, I've got to write this tag down. I totally missed it for the last one, so sorry everyone for my timestamps are going to be way off. Whoops, my bad. I'm new with this. Um, <laughs> so right after that happened, they were like, hey, there's this rumor that multiplayer is going to be separate. And then they squashed that super fast. But then, well, no, they, they said that, that it wasn't ready for launch. That was the rumor, that it wasn't be, wouldn't be ready for launch. Which also, like, now that this stuff has come out, like, it probably wasn't if there were talks about splitting it up, right? I mean, they, they wouldn't talk about splitting it up unless there was some bigger issue going on. And that could have just been, like, that's neither here nor there, but it's interesting to hear that there might have been some validity to that rumor, even though they squashed it super fast. So, now, yeah, I mean, I don't, maybe, I'm thinking, you know, if it was, if something was going to come out this year, it would be multiplayer. And then they would delay the campaign and put that out. I, I think that would definitely be the right choice. Like, if you had a choice to put campaign over multiplayer out, you do the multiplayer. You don't put the campaign out and then have the multiplayer section come out later. You do multiplayer first, work on the campaign. Like, I, so so here's a couple things. Like, I've heard I've heard a lot of different opinions on this. One opinion from someone in the community is like like everyone on Twitter has been like, oh, I'm so glad. Like, congratulations. Like, congratulating, you know, 343 um, for making this decision, right? Like, hey, I'm glad that you made this decision. But one of our community members is like, why is everyone, like, so happy that they're congratulating them? Just like, it should be like, hey, we messed up. We're delaying it and then move on. So they were upset that, like, they seem to be, like, getting, like, these big accolades. Like, hey, you made the right choice. Congratulations for making the right choice. Because this was the obvious choice, right? You have to delay it. You can't release it as is, especially after the Master Chief Collection fiasco. There's no way yeah, that you so can put I mean, that out. I think the whole reason is, like, the amount of pressure and uh, everything else that was on 343. It was, like, for the last two years, they've been hyping this game up 
then it was, oh, it's going to launch with the new Xbox. So that just sheer amount of pressure, you know, uh, like how, how do you just, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like there's no easy way to make this decision because after the, there's no Halo, then there's no tentpole big title coming out with the Series X. You know, you're launching a new Xbox, which is fine. I mean, even back in, in March, you know, Phil Spencer said the Xbox is going to come out with or without Halo irregardless. You know, so I mean, even then they knew they had, I'm guessing they knew they had work to do. Right. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it's for me, it's good that they delayed it mostly because there's other games that I wanted to play. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, uh, when Halo comes out, there's I'm not going to play anything else. I'm just going to play Halo. And so uh, I was like, well, that kind of sucks for me because I want to play those other games. But at the same time, I just want to play Halo, you know. So yeah. And, and like you happy. said, like that was the that's the big thing, like buy a Series X, play Halo. Um, in its best quality that you can because you're going to be able to play it on Xbox One. So that adds a different question. If they're going to delay it, how long of a delay is it going to be? Like, mm. are they going to delay it till November of 2021? Is it going to be March 2021? Is it going to be a summer release? Because big games do not get released in the summer. Like big games like Halo, like Call of Duty, they get saved for holiday of that year when they have mm. the biggest sales. So do they wait a year? And if they do wait a year, like that's a whole extra year. Granted, that's like part of that's going to be COVID development, which is, a, you know, apparently is a big hurdle for, for 343. And I'm not trying to like minimize like how hard that is because it is probably very difficult for a massive team like 343 Industries that has, you know, 400, 500 people like working on this. It's not like, you know, Counterplay Games has 70 people. It's a lot easier to to manage that boat during COVID than to manage the giant vessel that is 343 Industries all through Zoom. So what do you think? I mean, do they wait a whole extra year and just spend that time polishing and updating the um, the graphics graphical fidelity of the game? Yeah, so my, my personal opinion would be I would prefer them to release it like next November to wait, you know, the full year. But to go along with that to where they drop. Um, I mean, Digital Foundry did a video. They kind of talked about this. And even before that, I kind of had the same feelings where it's just like, you know, drop the current gen consoles because that's what's really holding the game back. And if they wait till next year, they're going to be going up against uh, next gen only Battlefield, next gen only Call of Duty. Call of Duty. You know, and where they're not worried about trying to get the game to run on a launch Xbox one from 2013. Uh, I think, you know, they can put multiplayer on everything, right. The free to play multiplayer. Cause that's going to be kind of separate. And yeah, just cause I mean, call of duty did that as well. When uh, that stuff came out, I think <clears throat> I forget which game it was, but they had multiplayer on last gen stuff and, they had the campaign on the next with the multiplayer. Um, obviously, it's not ideal, but eventually they're going to have to leave that stuff, that generation behind anyways, because this is supposed to be a platform for like the next 10 years for Halo. And so, I mean, eventually you have to leave that behind and stop developing for it because 
it's it's going to hold back the technology and everything else that you can do just like destiny did and and, and these other games that uh are around for a long time and they're you know going to be uh, a place where you can jump in and play you know for a very long time you can't just keep you know old console stuff around because it it's just going to hold it back well, I think this is something that you and I talked about like in 2011 when we were talking about Halo and where Halo is going. It's like eventually you're going to have to separate these out so that they can both have room to breathe because previously it was, all right, we have to develop this multiplayer, this campaign. We have to do it together. There's very little evolution of the campaign ever. We're going to only yeah. make maps, but like separating it out, leaving Xbox One behind because really they have to. I mean, they can still um, they can still develop for the Series S, which is going to be a little bit less powerful. But you you have to leave this generation behind if with this delay. Even if you release it in March, like I and, and I don't think there's any way that they <clears throat> release in March. I don't think this like any yeah. every how many times did they delay Last of Us and and Cyberpunk? They've been delayed for like Cyberpunk's Cyberpunk been delayed for like for over, over a year. year. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just leave it behind. I think everyone would be more happy to play a better-looking Halo when they're ready to put it out than a rushed-out Halo. I think Miyamoto's famous quote is, a rush game is always bad, but a delayed game is potentially good or something like that. Yeah, I mean, Bioware knows, right? Um, but, uh, shots fired. Wow, but, shots fired um, to Bioware. Let's play a random <laughs> clip for them. The hey, look at that. That was Mike Gavin from Bioware. Thanks, Mike, for making an appearance. <laughs> But no, I mean, honestly, like that year, I mean, I wouldn't even be bothered if it was, I mean, even further out. Um, it can't be further I mean, out. Seven year development time. So here's the problem, right? So the, it was supposed to come out on the Xbox One X. Right. right? It, and it was being built for current gen consoles. And that's why, like, nothing really is, you know, next gen. <laughs> you know, they didn't even have showcase ray tracing or anything else. And, um, yeah, I mean, a, a year gives them time to do testing, you know, to do their flight testing that they want to do, that they need to do. Um, I mean, Halo 5, we had a multiplayer beta a year before the game came out. And we haven't heard any anything at all for Infinite. And, you know, they've only confirmed that, yeah, it's a lot harder to even try and do that when we're all at, at home and not in the office, um, which again, I think is eventually something's going to have to change for that. Like, I don't, I mean, if they're going to have to do things like where they have specific teams that are in a bubble or I don't know, I don't know, you know, where they do COVID testing and those kind of things so that they can get back in and accomplish things because yeah, working for home can work for a lot of things, but um games of this size and everything else i don't really think uh that kind of environment is conducive to make it all mesh you know and yeah and get it all going not that i'm saying that they should put their lives on the line or risk themselves for us i mean obviously that's why they they you know have can have all this testing and everything else and and, and whatnot but i think you know at least a year would be extremely beneficial and dropping current gen consoles for, um, you know, for campaign and just having only have multiplayer. And even with the multiplayer, it can be like a, a toned down part of multiplayer, like say just do arena type stuff where it's 4v4. 
um, or, or even, you know, like uh, something similar in size to what we have now for Halo 5. We don't know how big, you know, the multiplayer is going to be. I mean, it has to have some kind of battle royale or some kind of large scale battles because that's just something that's basically required right now. It's expected now. Yeah, I mean, it's expected yeah. and it's something that they'll have to compete with. And mm-hmm. if they don't have it, then, you know, they're and, not going to be able to compete. Right. Unless they come up with something that's, you know, completely different and that kicks off like some, you know, the chase of what's next. Because eventually there has to be something that's after um, Battle Royales. It can't just be Battle mm-hmm. Royale from here on out. There's going to be some sort of innovation where everyone pivots and maybe they come up with that. I'm not sure. Um, but it'll be interesting to see. So, yeah. So that is like halo news that's you know like i i really hope that they that they nail it like whatever they do i hope that the campaign is fun because i really enjoy the halo story so i want more of that story so and really they haven't shown us a lot and so even if they delayed it a full year it's like you know they normally give us teases and different things and can kind of go into more development i think this way they could actually i mean the hype levels are pretty high and then, you know, with the demo they showed and everything else, it just crumbled and yeah. self-destructed. But this, you know, if they have a year where they can show us features, they can do test flighting, they can highlight multiplayer. And yeah, I mean, they they got kind of screwed by that that Irish toy website who leaked, you know. Uh, a pretty you know, huge detail. Yeah. yeah, a huge detail. Free-to-play multiplayer. And I mean, those are still cool things. That's really exciting. But um, I would even go so far as like even on PC to require a solid state drive. Um, it's never, you know, these consoles are never going to have the big difference if they don't just use solid state drive. That's where the PlayStation has an advantage with that technology because they don't have to worry about that. Whereas the Xbox, they're still working on PC and PC is just as bad as the current gen consoles when it comes to hard drives. So, yeah. Unless you got them sweet. Yeah. Anyway, so let's go ahead and move on. We'll talk about our next thing here. I'm going to push the button. I'm going to write down this timestamp so we can get all nice. So despite Halo being delayed, we are still going to have an Xbox Series launch this November. Devin, what are we playing on the Xbox Series X at this November? Well, there are thousands of games, Stephen, if you should want to know. Um, no, I mean, so that's the thing that they're really going to have to highlight and show us within the next couple months of what is i mean they're gonna have like i think there's 100 games that are optimized for series x and that includes you know current gen games that are coming you know or or being put on the series x but it has you know back compatibility with everything that you could play on the one and, and as well as the other titles that they've made from the prior generations but really the big you know pole titles like we talked about is not there and so that's what they're gonna have to show us like for people i mean i'm still gonna get it day one here regardless so um because there's stuff to play and it's still gonna play with the games that i want to play better you know still gonna play cyberpunk better it's gonna play assassin's creed better uh cyberpunk while it won't have the next gen the full next gen update it's still gonna run the game better than it would on my one X and the series X is more powerful than my main computer currently. So So that's the place. Yeah. So that's the place where you get the most power for the cheaper amount. Um, 
What was I going to say? Because I had a question and it was a good question. And I think I distracted myself and it was about, so the new marketing that they've been touting after play, after they announced that Halo was not coming was the, the exact same, the exact thing that you just mentioned. Hey, you can play thousands of games across four generations of consoles. So, and whereas I think that's cool that how often do we go back to those old games? It's not very often. Granted, we don't often go back to play old games, so it is kind of a cool buzzword to say, hey, these are all backwards compatible. But for me, who has decided not to buy a Series X this generation anyway, because also, like, we don't know how short these generations are going to be. This generation yeah. was very, very long compared to all the other generations that we've had. I mean, it, the 360 and PS3 was longer. How long were those like, generations? So that one was like eight plus years. The, so, I mean, this one's almost as long, right? Because we're but that one was over eight years. It was a ridiculously was really? long time. Let's see. Let's do some quick research. PlayStation Three generation. Let's see. They went from two thousand and six was the original to two thousand and twelve was the super. Wow, that was a really long time. That was a super yeah, long and, generation. Well, and normally it's like every before that you could count on like. Every, Every five, four years, to five years, it was there would be something console. new coming out, and that one ran like almost eight years because 2013 was when, you know, and also Xbox came out a year before the PlayStation Three, so. Um, huh. So this, so like, who knows what they're going to do now? I mean, I'd imagine that they would start getting shorter and shorter, especially if like Microsoft is building their stuff this way to be, hey, everything can go here. I mean, they could just bring out a Series X two. I don't know what their naming conventions are going to be, but they could just bring out another one that's a little bit more powerful with new stuff, like a couple of years Series down the road, and then it'll like, hey, now play on the Series X Pro where everything plays better, and you can still play all those games. So I don't know what's going to happen, but yeah. like. My computer is still going to be a little bit better than the Series X, so I'm just going to wait. I'm going to go the PS5 route. That way I can enjoy the best of both worlds, and then we'll go from there. But, you know, you're an ambassador, Devin. How could you not buy it? I'm surprised they're not going to send you one for free. Like, you're Platinum Ambassador. Here you go. Take this Take this box and go play with this box. I mean, there's chances for me to win one for free. but I guess, like, good luck on your chance to win that. So, yeah, this November... You'll be able to play all the games that you're playing now on your Series X, and it'll look better doing it. And you'll be able to play with the new controller that was leaked because someone either stole a controller from a warehouse and then started selling them, and someone got the Series X controller that's also compatible with the Series S, which confirmed that the Series S is actually a thing. So, hey, all the rumors are probably true that there's going to be a Series S, and most likely they're going to talk about it next month and not this month. Which, I mean, yeah. we're getting really close to that launch, and we have not heard so, a lot of information I mean, on anything. I, I guess we're, like, holding the games, you know, the consoles to a different standard. Uh, most technology nowadays is, like, announced and then launched two weeks later. Uh, obviously, yes, people know these consoles are coming. So if you're going to buy one, you should have money set aside for it anyways. Um, but, I mean, that's the huge thing. Like, we buy, you know, $1,000 $1,300 phones, you know, two weeks after they're announced, you know, you pre-order them and you buy them and do all those things. And I think, you know, I wouldn't even be surprised. I mean, they announced, yes, the game, the console's coming out in November, you know, um, we've also seen some leaks from game store employees who have boxes where it says, do not display or sell before November 6th. 
right? And it was reference to the Xbox. So that, you know, could be the date. That could change. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't mind at all if they don't even give us a price until two weeks before. Because then it's not like, oh, I have to wait for forever. It's like, we already know it's coming out, you know. So I don't know why. I don't, I don't really need the price right now. I mean, it doesn't matter to me. Because of their uh, Xbox, uh, shoot, I just because their on their name, their Amazon thing that they can do where you can um, subsidize the costs, kind of like yeah, a cell phone. Where, I mean, they're going to do it basically like a cell phone, where you you pay a monthly fee and you get Xbox Live Gold, uh, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, and the console, and it's a two year deal. And um, you can do that through Amazon, you can do that through Microsoft, you can do that through Dell, you can do it through Best Buy. Do um, you're getting a Dell? No. You're not getting an Adele? I thought, or is it Adele like, hello? Not that Adele? No, no, not that Adele. But uh, no, I think that's a big thing for uh, their strategy and their plan is like, yeah, you can have this, but you can just get it on a monthly plan. You know, everything's all included in like $20 or $30, you know, a month. And people are more than happy to buy brand new phones every two years. Because it's like, oh, I only have to pay thirty bucks. You know, it's whatever. Right. So, so let me ask you, and let me ask Chat, how much do you think Series X and PS Five will be? Like, how much? Like, not talking about Lockhart. How much will the PS Five be, and how much will the Series X be? And where is that limit to where you say I am not paying that? So, Rusted in the chat says five hundred dollars. Michael says one million. <laughs> Um, Australian. What what is the Australian currency? What do they use over in Australia? Do they use something like I don't know? I I'll, I shouldn't say anything like super offensive. Um, because I'm gonna watch my tongue. All right, because we have two Australian dollari dollary dues. You liar, Rusty! Don't you tell, don't dues. you try to convince me that you call them dollary dues? <laughs> all right, so in Australia, that's one million dollary dues. Um, Michael says it's all good. It's Australian law to make fun of anything. That's the D <laughs> in Australian dollar dues. Oh, it's just the Australian dollar. That's what it is. Yeah, it's the Australian dollar due. All right, made so of plastic and have pictures of the Queen. And so everything. we have two Australians in chat. Michael and Rusted are both Australian. Rusted is a uh, expat Australian. Moved to Japan. So Rusted says five hundred. Devin, what's your price limit? Because I will be honest. <clears throat> I will be super surprised and really, really disappointed if they are more than $400. Like, if you look at the technology that's in there, I would say $500 is like a smoking deal. You know, a current gen CPU, a current gen GPU that can do ray tracing that is more, you know, powerful than like a 2080, you know. Uh, which that card alone right now is like seven eight hundred dollars, just for the graphics card. Doesn't include the memory, anything else that comes with it. Um, there are some people that think because they're not telling the price that they're you know neither one of them wants to break the bad news that it's gonna be like six hundred bucks. But I think they're crazy to go over five hundred bucks. I would like you know Microsoft to be like, oh the Series X is four hundred dollars and the Series S is two hundred dollars. And, $200 uh, cheaper than the Nintendo Switch? Yeah. I mean, this, Nintendo's products are overpriced always. So, okay. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's that's just how it is because they have a huge 
blind loyalty. I mean, we were both there. We know. know. Yeah, we both bought there. 3DSs on day one. We were both yeah. there, and, and we, we both did screwed. that. No, yeah. they gave us we 10 games, screwed. Devin. They gave us well, 10 games ten, that they didn't give anyone crap else. Games. Don't, I will come over there, and I will punch you right in the pants if you call Link's Awakening a piece of crap game. Be, I, mean, a, I will take all your dollar re- port. I will take all right, your dollar redues <laughs> and spend all your There's dollar redues somewhere about else. about an old game, Stephen. Remember, you said we don't go back and play old games. Right? I but, I said normally we don't. I I did not say we never do. I would never we're both say stuff. It's fine. We were it's both fine. It's true. And what they did, because you know they made us mad. But um, no, I I think you know two hundred dollar difference isn't that that uh, I mean. From everything that the insiders are saying is basically Microsoft is, you know, and and because they don't have any huge games right now, what better way to attract people to your ecosystem? Yeah, Game Pass, and you can get into next gen for 200 bucks, right? Or 250. Right. And, uh, but I would prefer, you know, to where it's really like, you know, cut Sony's throat and just undercut <laughs> the crap. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, and, and, and this I gotta and, get my blood in somewhere. I <laughs> guess so. And, no. and this is my thinking like, PlayStation 4 launches at $400 two weeks before the series, um, before the Xbox One X and completely destroys out of the gate anything Microsoft does. 400 yeah. price tag is a huge deal. Xbox One launched with the Kinect attached to it, jacked up that price to 100, totally screwed them over, all that other stuff that happened. Like, PlayStation 3 was $600. It took them the entire generation to finally catch up at that point. Yeah. After the 360 just completely ate their lunch. And we had the reversal this generation. Like, there's no way they... They're going to have to take a loss. I know no one wants to take a loss on these things. They want to make money, but you're going to have to make that up on your software sales. And you know what? Sony will for sure make that up on their software sales. Their first-party developers are destroying it. They're killing it. They make amazing first-party games that sell that will make up that price difference, especially if you have that massive install base of PS4s. Insane stall install base. Now you're going to release games that will only come out on PS5. How do you get people to give that up and move on to the next thing? It has to be affordable, and you have to have something to attract, you know, to buy that. Right now, it's only Forbidden West. We don't know when that's going to come out. Uh, Miles yeah, I mean, Morales, we that, don't know when that that's a launch. Shown up, that's first party that has a release date is Miles Morales, right? Spider-Man, right. which says holiday 2020. Nothing else, not even the Ratchet and Click game has a release date. Right. So we have no idea what's launching, you know, first party wise with the PlayStation besides Spider-Man, you know, and even that one, it's, well, it's going to be great. It's five to 10 hour game, which is totally fine. But, um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. So SJ says PS5 will be $500. The Series X will be $400 and the Series XS, the the Xbox Series S will be 300 at the minimum. Um, I I I am I think I'm like leaning more towards SJ's way of thinking just because it lines up to with my way of thinking. The we don't we don't know anything about the Lockhart. I'm guessing the Lockhart is not going to have a disk drive. It's going to be mainly for XCloud streaming and all digital. Um, mm-hmm. Because really, if if you do set that up as like, hey, this is the streaming box, you don't need it to be as powerful because you're going to be streaming stuff anyway, right? So it doesn't well. So there's also rumors of a streaming only box that's like a hundred dollars, right? 
to make things even more confusing for people. Oh, good. So where it's just like, here's xCloud, you know, kind of doing the Google Stadia thing where it's like, it's a hundred bucks. Here's a little box. You get a controller and it's all streaming and that's all it does, right? For xCloud. But um, I think really like, you know, with the Series S, yeah, they can go discless, but. What did you um, say they could go? Discless. Oh, okay. I thought you said something different. That was <laughs> and, gonna be different you know, I think they want to make it to where that's like in the price of a easy impulse buy, right? You know, where two fifty to three hundred dollars is for a console is pretty, you know, close to that impulse buy. Especially range. if they package it with a controller. Yeah. Well and then that's and a no brainer. So I think that's why, you know, they might eat more money because it's like put it at two forty nine ninety nine. And really differentiate it. It's like, okay, we can, I mean, because they don't care if you're buying the Series X or the Series S, or if you're playing games on your PC or on your phone, they just want you in the ecosystem. Um, but an easy way to for people to get in there, even if they're, you know, hardcore Sony fans that want Xbox to die and want to cut my throat when they see me, um, you know. There's a lot of those. <laughs> the internet's so... a sketchy place, man. Um, Watch your back. You know, it's like 250 bucks. Why would you not? Why would you not get that? You know, it's going to play 1080p games, um, you know, because they don't have any games. They have thousands of games that you can play. <laughs> they have Frenzy Fusion, Fusion Frenzy. Frenzy Fusion is the backwards of that game. They have so. All their current first party games. I right? know. I know. I know. I am just I am trying to we're getting the whole picture here. Not just <laughs> that's all I'm saying. But but I agree. Like, I think especially this generation, these manufacturers are set up to be the kings of their space, right? Mm-hmm. Xbox is going to be the king of Game Pass, of small games that you can play whenever you want. And they're going to make money doing that. Sony is going to be the king of first-party titles and getting exclusives that no one else can get, okay? They're going to be the kings of doing that because they're going to go to... They just don't want to pay the money for it. Well, I mean, that's they're they're asking for a lot of money, which is fine. Nintendo's going to be the king of being Nintendo, of having good first party Mario games, Zelda I games, mean, and having crappy online services. That was a, just a home console that was three hundred bucks, but it was better than the Switch. I would buy that. You know, no issues right there at all. I mean, but, but. they're just they're not interested in doing that at all. Anyway, so. It is is a great time to own all three systems. Um, buy a PlayStation Five, get Game Pass, have X Cloud to play all those games there. You can do that, and buy Switch if you want to buy Switch. Remember the time when they burned you when you bought a 3DS at launch. All right, let's go ahead and move on because Devin's getting a little. I mean, I have a over Switch. Here. So. I know you have a Switch. I still don't it have. Collects a, a lot of dust. I should have. Because I always leave it in the dock. Devin, Fall Guys is the thing that we talked about previously because I gave that a go. We about that already. Two million copies on Steam. That was an old article, so I imagine that is probably more than that. Over 8 million users on PlayStation Plus, because it's free over on PlayStation Plus. Turns out, it's getting some really big news, and a lot of people are playing it, and I think more people should play it. And this coming from a small studio that I have never heard of, that's kind of a huge deal. So... I mean, they're going to need... They're also going to need help. There's already rampant cheating on PC as well. Oh, yes. With, uh, you know being able to boost your speeds and different things. So we're the best cheaters again, on with, PC. With anything that comes on the PC, if you leave it client side, you might as well just punch yourself in the pants. I mean, you know, the division figured that out with the oh, first yes. game when they put that out because it was just rampant cheating because 
some genius was like, let's put it on client side on the PC. No one will notice. Right? <laughs> yeah, but people notice um, that. So, yeah, congratulations to those guys. That's a fun game. So, yeah, there there's cheating in every PC game. Well, I guess there there's a lot of things to prevent people from cheating in Valorant, but that we totally get it. There's going to be cheating. People are going to try. People are going to farm gold in World of Warcraft and sell it to you. So a lot of those people suck. All right. Mm-hmm. Moving on, Devin, our next thing. This is something that we kind of had like a heated debate about in our Discord, which kind of scared me, right? It always scares me when we have heated debates in our Discord. So <laughs> Control is <laughs> Control is a game that everyone knows that I love. I love that game. I think it's amazing. The Alan Wake um, expansion, I'm just calling it Alan Wake. It's really the Alter World event expansion. is going to be coming out at the end of this month. But we also got news that there is going to be a Control Ultimate Edition. The interesting interesting thing about this Ultimate Edition is that... I wrote it down here. Where did I write it down? Okay. Um, I just lost my place, Devin. So it's... You're talking about the free upgrade path for next-gen consoles? Yes. Where... How come I'm not seeing this? All right. So the complete, con- the complete control package coming to current-gen and next-gen consoles as well as PC... And when we say PES, we're also talking about Steam, so it's finally coming into Steam. Our community have been keen to know more about the Steam edition of Control for some time now, so we're thrilled to finally be able to talk about it. Check out the trailer, blah, blah, blah. It's a really cool trailer that you can go check out. So it is going to come to Steam. Why do I not have the date on this? This is like terrible. This is like amateur hour over here that I don't have the date it's written August down. August 28th, I believe. Yeah, so it's. I thought it was the 27th, but I could be wrong. All right, so the Control Ultimate Edition is going to give you access to Control on Xbox Series X and PlayStation. Nope. Why is all this? Yeah, the Ultimate written Edition weird? gives you the full game, all the stuff you get in the season pass, the expansions, as well as the new update that's coming with the the free update that comes with you know the AW that's coming out. All right, maybe we'll just cut out this whole thing since I've just botched this whole read through. All right, so what is in the Ultimate Edition? So you're going to get the base game. The Foundation Expansion number one, AWE Expansion number two, Expeditions Endgame, and all of that. Um, Michael, thanks for hanging out with us. Everything that you would get in the Deluxe Edition that people have already purchased. Okay, so the release dates for the Ultimate Edition, August 27th on Steam. Then on September 10th, you'll get it on the Epic Game Store, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One Digital. The end of 2020, PlayStation 4 and Xbox will get their physical edition. And the end of 2020, PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X will get it on digital. If you purchase the game before this comes out, you will not be able to upgrade. Okay? Yeah, you have to buy the game again. If you buy the Control Ultimate Edition for Xbox One, you will be able to upgrade it. But for people like Devin and I who have purchased this game previously, we do not get the upgraded path. Granted, Devin and I both purchased it on PC, but people that have purchased it on PlayStation 4 and on Xbox, and a lot of people have, will not get that upgrade. Now, there's been a couple of different opinions on this. My opinion is, well, it did release a long time ago. It does take work to port these things over. Should they not get paid for that work that they're doing? Another opinion is, why are you charging me again for the game that I already bought? So... Yeah, no, I mean, it's they're just calling it something else and selling it to you again, even though it's the exact same thing that you've purchased already with the deluxe version, right? The deluxe edition that came out because you that came with the season pass and everything that's included in there. There's nothing different. 
they're just calling it the ultimate edition. Um, so I don't know. I'm, I mean, I wouldn't mind if they had like a small, like, Oh, pay $10 to get the upgrade. You know, that that's more stomachable than buy the whole game over again instead of like, okay, you know, we put work into this, you know, if you want the next gen version, you can still play your current stuff on the next gen consoles without the upgrades and bells and whistles. But if you want those bells and whistles that, and you know, they need to pay us like 10 bucks because we put time and effort and it costs us money to create that, that version of it. I wouldn't mind that, but buying the whole game again, when it's the exact same thing, like I purchased it on, on PC, I purchased the deluxe version, right? And so people on console who purchase the deluxe version, there's no difference then the ultimate version is just called a different thing. So like, as, as I think about this more, like many, many times games come out with their gold edition, right? It, it boxes all the DLC. They put it out a couple years later and say, Hey, this is our gold edition. You get it. You get all this stuff. Yeah. Like granted, like by the time this comes out or by the time that we have next gen consoles, is it even going to matter? Because I'm going to play this on PC when I get it. I imagine people with PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, when AWE drops, they will pay the $15 for that expansion, or they already bought it with the expansion pass, with the expansion, the season pass. They'll already play it. So, how many people are going to buy this and then be like, well, now I want to upgrade to the next gen when they've already played it? Because it, the game doesn't have a ton of replayability. It's not something that I've seen a lot of people going back to over and over again. So if you bought it on PS4 on PS4 and Xbox, like is are were you going to be like, hey, now I want to play this over here, I guess? I don't I'm not sure like where that Venn diagram meets of people that are like, I'm gonna play this now, and now I want to play it again on my Series X. Granted, you are going to get the ray tracing stuff, so that would make yeah. your experience different. But even the ray tracing now, as cool as I think it is, like I don't think it takes away from your experience if you don't have it. It adds to yeah, it, like, but it doesn't make that game any less cool. I don't think it's it's a problem. I think so. The biggest thing is I don't know how many people are going to go replay it. It just has a bad look to it, you know. Yeah, I mean. Ultimately, that's all it does. And um, I don't know. It's just, it's like, yeah, I, I don't need to worry about that because I have it on PC. But um, sure, I, you know, once I get a new computer, you know, build a new computer and that has ray tracing capabilities. I mean, I could do ray tracing, but it runs at like 20 frames per second on my 1080 Ti because it's not built for that. Right. You know, but um, I'd be like, yeah, cool. Let's go check it out. But I don't know, I think it just overall it just gives a bad outlook and, and looks bad. You know, it's that's a weird a precedent. People. Yeah, it's just and, like pay buy our full game again if you want to play it on next gen. And granted, this is one of those things that happens during like console generations, like at the end of an old generation, the beginning of a new one, weird things like this are gonna happen. Like two K said that they were gonna charge seventy dollars and they think they've kind of backpedaled that. So weird things weird things are gonna happen. Um, during this time, like it, and for me, I'm like, Hey, go give those guys more money because they deserve it. They made an awesome game, but also it's like, yeah, but it sucks that you're going to charge these people again for the game that they already bought just to port it over. Anyway, the other cool things that we have found out, and this is something that I definitely will support 
is that there is going to be the Art and Making of Control book that is going to be released this December. I love the art books of video games that I love. I love like reading through all the different descriptions, things that they went through. That's what this book is. The book is $60, which I think is funny that the, the art book is the same price as a game when you consider how much work goes into a game. Like I know a lot of work goes into art, but when you're like, man, this took like hundreds of people, like five years to build, and we're going to charge it the same amount as this book that we're selling. I just think that's a weird thing that happens, you know, with stuff like this. So this art book is coming out in December. It's super cool. And the last thing that I wanted to say about this is that today they had a stream where they were showing off the first, teen, first 15 minutes of the Alter World event campaign um, storyline. I didn't watch it because I didn't want to be spoiled. But one thing that did come out out of that is they say that this is the final expansion for Control, which is super disappointing to me. But I don't know why I'm disappointed because I don't know what I was expecting. Because I mean, I, I, you, you're probably hoping they're going to continue to to make expansions and continue to expand the world, which I think they can do. But they also need to get that team focused on whatever they're doing next for, you know, control or whatever the other games that they're making. You know, I think they have like three or four studios within Rimini, like teams yeah. doing stuff, which I think is crazy. But. And they recently announced that their games are part of a connected universe. It's called the yep. Remedy Connected Universe. So they're going to MCU. Everything's connected. They're going to pull a Brando Sando on us. Um, so what they're going to do is they already have one in development that is part of this world also. I don't know what they're doing with Alan Wake. I don't know what's going on there. But it is also possible that there's going to be a Control 2 that they're moving on to. Which is fine for me because I think it would be cool to see like updated stuff, updated engine or whatever they're going to add to that. But I just it just makes me sad because I love the game so much that it's like, oh, they are going to stop making stuff. But again, I have always been a fan of people that tell a story, tell the ending of their story, and that they're okay with that. Instead of trying to like push the horse down the road when the horse is just like ready to die, right? I would much rather them like say, hey... This is the end of the cool story that we made. This is it. And not try to just follow that cash grab. So on one hand, I'm sad because there's an end of it. But also it's like, it's been a super cool story. And I'm glad that it's like, I'm glad it's been as cool as it has been. Because a lot of new IPs like kind of fail and they don't end up being as cool as Control is. So I guess that's why I'm excited for it. But also sad, Devin. I mean, I enjoyed Control. I haven't played the expansion. Um I just need to find time to play the expansions. I enjoyed the the game. It was a lot of fun to play, and uh, but I don't know. I mean, I look forward to seeing what they're doing. I mean, the next thing they're putting out is that Crossfire X campaign. Yeah, you know. So we'll see. Yeah. All right. Let me push the button here. So I don't know if this is interesting to you at all, Devin, but Rocksteady announced the Suicide Squad game. Is this something that's even on your radar? <laughs> No, not really. I mean, I'm not. I mean, they're saying like it's supposed to be Suicide Squad is tried tries to kill Superman, and I'm not really interested in that at all. And I'm not. I mean, I watched the movie and the movie sucked. Um, so that that doesn't like give me hope any hope for the actual. I mean, yes, I know obviously it's different, um, and they can do completely different things, but. The whole idea of the misfits and outlaws and whatever, you know, that just doesn't uh, appeal to me. So, Yeah, I, I think it's interesting that Rocksteady finally announced the thing after, I mean, it's how long has it been since Rocksteady 
has put out a game. It has to have been... I don't know, it's several years since they put out a Batman game. <clears throat> and there was always rumors that it was going to be a Superman game. But yeah, now it's going to be a Suicide, suicide Squad game. And this will be another Still game that I skip. Because, well, I think it's either going to be like a Superman is like possessed or it's bizarro. But there's like, there's a bunch of hints in there that it's not like actually Superman, Superman. But I mean, I guess anyway. we'll find out next week when they show it off. So yeah, I guess someone will be excited for that. Do you want to talk about this Fortnite thing? Um, I mean, you can if you want. I don't really care about it much, but I guess I guess the one thing that's interesting about it is that this all happened like Katie says no, don't talk about the Fortnite thing. Oh, she doesn't like Fortnite. We'll talk we'll frame it like Epic. All right, so Epic lowers their V-Bucks price in the Google Store for Fortnite and in the Apple Store. Um they did this on purpose cuz it was going to prompt a reaction from Apple and from Google. Well, that's not ex- that's not exactly what they did was put in an update that bypasses their stores so right in there yeah so it's not just that they lowered what you know v bucks versus price it was they bypassed the you know the stores that are they're required to use they they had a price to pay for like it had like apple price and then it had um discounted price so you could pay like ten dollars to get your v bucks through apple and on that same store, it had like the discounted price through Epic. So of course, no one's going to buy ten dollars, so they're going to bypass that price and they're going to get all that money. So Apple reacted because it's against their terms of service to do such a thing. So they kicked them out of the store. Google um, followed afterwards, very soon after, almost like it was a prepared, coordinated um, action by Epic. Oh, hundred percent. Um, yeah. So then App. Epic mocks them with a little trailer that they built from their the classic app the classic Apple commercial um, 1984. They spoof that, saying that hey, you know, Apple's like the overlords; they're controlling everything, and we need to fight back against the Apple Man. And then soon after that, um, Epic starts to sue Apple. Epic sues Apple. So this is going to be a really long, ongoing legal thing. I think it's really interesting. We talked. This was another one of those conversations in the Discord that I got scared about having because I think Devin was like ready to come through um, the internet and like punch people in the face. I didn't know he was this um, passionate about Epic, but apparently he is. Um, this I, I, is. I don't really care that it's Epic. It's just in general. So, like, which part in general do you not like? So the in general is like Apple paid everything. They they did all. The upfront work to create, you know, the iPhone, the ecosystem, everything else, the App Store, all that stuff. They're the ones that pay for all that. They're the ones that continue to pay for it for the upkeep and keeping that going. And Epic is just using that storefront for their game, right? And so, I mean, that's why I said, you know, I respect Epic on the fact that they made their own storefront because they didn't like what what Valve was doing with Steam and the price. And so they can do that. But you can't complain about, you know... Somebody else is, I mean, you can complain. It doesn't matter. But, I mean, they're they're trying to change the rules from somebody else and take profit away from Apple when they're using Apple's products and services. Um, it's like if you want to charge a lower price, make your own phone, make your own ecosystem, make all that stuff yourself and put up the money, get your skin in the game just like you did with your, your store on PC. And uh, otherwise, I mean, that's, you know, they have to, it's a business. They have to make money to be able to run everything. And so that's what frustrates me because it's just like people thinking that they deserve more money because like, Oh, look, I did all this work. Uh, I deserve all the money from this. It's like, no, you, you didn't pay for everything to create everything that's here or the upkeep or anything else. So while you get paid 
$20 an hour and we make 30 or $40, you shouldn't get everything because it costs money for everything else on top of what you get paid. You know? So you're so, saying that if I want to set up a snow cone stand at your basketball court, I have to pay you a fee to use your basketball court because that's where all the yeah. people are. Yeah. I mean, okay. it's, it's, it's pretty simple. I mean, you're coming here to take advantage of what we're bringing to the table and all those people. So you're going to have to pay a fee. They take a 30% cut, which is pretty much standard, you know, for everybody else that, you know, publishes game or you put it on their ecosystem. So. And, and it's they, only, you know, and it's only standard because people like money and they don't want to lower that because then they'll receive less money. And, and yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Like they're, it's their court. You have to play ball, so you either put up or you shut up, right? Or yeah. Epic is deciding like they're just going to be a disruptor, which is fine. I think I think every market needs disruptors. Because if there are no disruptors, then those prices will stay the same for forever and nothing will change. There needs to be innovation and there needs to be competition. Granted, when you go up against someone like Steam, Steam is a juggernaut, they will always be at the top. Very much like Apple is a juggernaut. So, like, it's hard if you're someone like Epic who's like, hey, we want more money to go back to developers, right? That's the thing that they're saying a lot. Granted, the more developers they have developing for them, the more money they receive also. Like, the more successful games under Epic's umbrellas means more money for them. Eventually, like, and it's a super pessimistic thing to, like, think about, like, okay, only everyone is interested in money. Like maybe there are, I'm sure that there are some people in the industry that are like, I just want to see people be successful, right? There are people like that. They're few and far in, they're few and far in between, but there are people that just want people to like make rad games and get paid for them. So it's just an interesting topic of conversation that, yeah, you can totally see Apple side. It's their core, even though they make some of the dumbest decisions and a lot of their things are backwards and they have crappy games on it, even though they're telling Microsoft, hey, you can't put xCloud over here because we can't review your games. It's like we have the ESRB. It's like, come on, son. Yep. You have all this other stuff with crappy content on it and you're like, oh, you can you can allow all this stuff, but you won't allow xCloud? Like, like come yeah, on. I mean, it's definitely interesting in that regards. I mean, that's, that's kind of two different things because... They also have, you know, streaming services. They have Amazon Prime. They have, you know, Netflix. They don't rev- they don't review and rate every single product that's on that streaming service. So what's the difference between streaming a, a video and streaming a game? Right. I guess the big the big difference is again that if you can get into that ecosystem, you can you can buy something through there. I think that's where the problem again lies, is not just the streaming of the game. But because you're gonna buy, you could buy something from there from the XCloud store, you know, and it wouldn't go through Apple's system, and they wouldn't get their cut. So again, I think that's that's an issue that could certainly be worked out, you know. But how they would work it out, I don't know. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things that like. Epic, this is like the first time someone's like standing up to like these big companies and whether it's for like just a show of force or just to like, you know, say, hey, look at us, guys. Look how cool we are. We care about you as consumers. Yeah, I mean, they don't care about us, but uh, I mean, it's going to be a huge loss in revenue because they got they're off of both the Android store and the Apple store and like off of iOS alone on the Apple store. They were making 50 plus million dollars off of microtransactions a month you know, from Fortnite. So, and, and eventually when you have that kind of money, like 
does it matter? I mean, is like the higher ground. I mean, obviously, like if they if it was all about the money, they wouldn't have done this, right? Because they're going to lose money. So there has to be like some something that they know that the rest of us don't know that they're making this move for. Or it's like, hey, we really think it should be like this. And even if we lose millions of dollars, we're going to like, you know, stick to our guns because we think it should be different. And if it is that, like more power to them. But it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely going to take a while. So I hope they're they're prepared for that, but because I don't know, you don't know. I guess they're they're going for brand loyalty for their game over the phones, you know. And so. granted, it is the biggest game like ever. So I mean, there is some loyalty there, but also even like I was thinking about like this week, it's like yeah, maybe I really do need to just like switch off of Apple and just go pick me up an Android phone so I can play X Cloud and do other stuff there because. I mean, if if that's where the stuff that I want to play is, then that's what I have to do, right? I have to speak with my wall. I have to speak with my wallet as a consumer. So, yeah. Well, and I thought about the same thing, but then it's like, well, you know, I have all my kids who use iPads. They use, you know, we have iTunes. Have you know all this stuff? I'm invested in the Apple ecosystem, and so it's like, well, if I switch to that, then it's going to be a pain for me. You know, I've gotten all my family to get iPhones and everything else because they're like, well, how do we use this function? How do we use this? And then it's like, if I'm on a different phone ecosystem and everything else, so I'm just like, I don't know if it's worth the hassle on how much am I going to be gaming, you know, on it. I mean, yeah, it'd be cool to play, but. But also, but also, you don't lose all that stuff. I mean, it's not like if you just buy one phone, like you have to throw all your Apple stuff away. I don't think that's how it works. No, I don't. But it's just a hassle. Like if I have to carry a whole other device or something else, because if my kids want more time or different things, you know, it sends an alert to my phone. Yeah, just like, all right, it's all you, wifey. You, it's all you now. You're gonna have to learn how to do this. So I have to stop doing it. So, anyway, all right, <laughs> let's move on. Oh, I'm sure she could work it out, Devin. She's a smart lady. All right, shall we move on? She's going to say no. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to say no, yeah. All right, so then I guess other than that, like, there's not a lot of other news that I really wanted to talk about um, other than... I'm excited, you know, for the next-gen graphics cards that are coming out. Well, hit us with the info on the graphics card then. Well, I mean, there's not a ton of info. Uh, but they're supposed to, the rumor is, you know, they're both announcing in September and coming out in September. Uh, but by both, I mean NVIDIA and AMD, right? So NVIDIA has confirmed it. They already have a countdown that, that's going, counting down, and they're going to have a big show on September 1st. And uh, where they're going to announce the, the next, you know, l- leap in graphics cards and GPUs. How much and, do you think it's going to be? Uh, I think it's going to be close to the same price it is, as it is now. They might lower their price some once AMD uh, comes out. And so the thing is with AMD, they might have more power, but I don't know if they're going to be able to compete with like DLSS and ray tracing right now, you know, because that's going to be, they're already on second generation versions of those for NVIDIA. And so they're AMD's playing catch up, um, but they'll at least be able to, you know, have their own kind of versions and be cheaper. And so that will help lower the cost for, for NVIDIA cards. But I don't know. I mean, it should be interesting. They're, they're supposed to come out along with new CPUs from AMD as well uh, next month. So there's a lot of cool new stuff. I'm, I'm thinking about building my new computer 
next tax season. Um, so we'll if there are, if the world exists at that point, and if there the world are taxes, still exists, yeah, after, and if there are taxes, maybe we'll all just no more taxes. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I would be really surprised if they're the same price as a 2080 Ti. I don't know anyone that like would spend that much money on a 2080 Ti. $1,200 is a, is a lot of money for a graphics card that you really didn't need at that time when the 1080 was still like the powerhouse and doing everything that it could and everything that it needed to. But I don't know. That's a high price. I mean, those those prices skyrocketed because of the whole Bitcoin boom, and that's kind of like tapered off. So if no yeah, one's well, really that, using and there those was anymore, no competition, so they could charge right. whatever they wanted. So. so and people like you know some people who bought those and like kind of maybe a little regret it, but not that much. It's like twelve hundred dollars is a lot, man. And if they charge that again, and it just sets that precedent that this is the price for forever. Like, you know, hopefully there, hopefully there's a price battle going on that we need, we need Epic to be like, hey, no one going to spend this much money on a graphics card. We'll make our own <laughs> graphics card to, uh, for $400. <laughs> you know, buy and if, these goods. <laughs> well, no, I, those I are expensive goods. Right. I mean, it's a whole new, it's the first time in a while that they're changing uh, die size, you know, it's, it's shrinking in, in die size. So, um, they're bringing out a lot of new technology. I'm I'm certainly interested because you know it'll be almost five years by the time next year comes around for when I built my computer. You know, so, and it's still going strong. I mean, that's pretty yeah, good I mean, return on investment. It's still doing great. I can still play a lot of games in 4K. You know, with, with over 60 frames per second. I Whatever. just can't do any ray tracing. We learned that you, you know? don't play any games anyway, Devin, except for Halo on the Xbox. So. Well, I play Halo on PC as well, and uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I don't know I I would like you know that's one good thing. Another thing that I thought was good about the delay for Halo Infinite was oh well, and I can build my new computer before then that will just destroy the the, the Series X. But very true. So. Yeah. Cool. So the other things that we were going to talk about, we were going to talk about, um, let's see, about the Cyberpunk 2077 stuff. Um, I'm not really excited about Cyberpunk 2077. I'll pick it up and I'll play it, but I'm not like super hyped about it. I don't really know why I'm not super hyped about it. Devin, are you like super hyped about it or is it just like For whatever? Me, I'm, at this point? I'm still hesitant uh, until I can truly confirm like, you know, specific like censoring features. So. <laughs> Oh, I think that was confirmed that you can totally turn off all the nudity. I mean, I know they they talked like outlets talked about it, but I until like you know CD Projekt Red comes out and is like, yeah, this is you know, you can do this, you know that kind of stuff. Because um, I just want to be able to play the game and not have to worry about when my kids walk walk by or something, you know. Um, Granted, there's going to be like massive amounts of murder in that game, also. Well, I mean, you don't have to kill people. They said as well, you can go through the whole game without killing a person. Which yeah. What do you What do you think? The crazy. What do you think the chances are that that's actually true? Like me, you just don't have to. Kill not anyone. even possible. But um. <laughs> yeah, like how do? You, okay, it's like I know, I know games are like you don't have to kill anyone in this game. It's like yeah, it's a cyberpunk game, and you've been showing us a lot of killing in all of these yeah. trailers. Well, and it's like even Red Dead Redemption 2 or, you know, those games where it's like you're just walking through the town. You're like, what would you say to me? And yeah. And you're just like, all right, you can run you, your mouth. Well, you're dead now. You went, to, <laughs> like, you went to say hi and you accidentally shot him in the face. It's like, oh, come yeah, on. Oh, shoot. I did not mean to do that. All right. So the what cyberpunk thing. Horse? 
Yeah. Second Extinction comes to early access in September. This is the uh, Turok Jurassic Park looking game. So that's going to be playable soon. Um, So, I mean, they they sent emails, right? So that was supposed to be, we were going to have a technical beta slash alpha. Yeah. And they're like, instead, we're going to go to, you know, early access. And so for everybody that signed up, they're giving you some free content for the game um, that you get that you get in there. I mean, the game looked interesting, but it also like when they showed off a couple of their early gameplays and it stuff, it did not look good. No, it did not look good. It's really empty, um, you know. And that's, I, I guess, honestly, like the biggest game I'm I'm kind of looking forward to this fall is, you know, obviously we're gonna get Godfall on PC, and you know, Outriders is another one that I'm I'm looking forward to. So, I don't know. I mean. I got. I have four games that are taking up, going to be taking up my time this fall, between Godfall, Outriders, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And That's going to be a long one. Cyberpunk. You know, it's like I don't know what I'm doing. This uh, a couple of those are multiplayer, but <laughs> yeah. I'm just be like, I'm sorry, guys. I don't play games with you anymore. You only have an Xbox. That's I mean, like, when was the last time we played games together? I mean, years. It like it's got to be like ago. nine years. Time. All right. So let's go ahead and Devin. We're going to go ahead and close out this news section. We'll go ahead and do that with a random news clip from who's it going to be this time? Have you ever gone fishing with your oh, son? Yes. Have you, Devin? Have you ever gone fishing with your son? Uh, in Sea of Thieves, I have many times. You've never gone fishing in real life? <laughs> no, I have not. You have not like. Have you ever gone fishing sons, before that? No. Well, okay. Yeah, I've like, been fishing several times. So I'll tell you my last fishing. The last time I went fishing, right? This was the last time I went like fishing in a river. Right? I've okay. been fishing in like in the ocean. Yeah. Since then, but like freshwater fishing, uh, it was winter time, and we were using the floats. You know where you float down the rivers here locally, and I was going with one of my dad's friends, because uh, my dad didn't really like fishing. But he did, and I wanted to go fishing, so I went with him. And uh, but I was using his son's waders, and his his son was actually shorter than I am, which you know, which is surprising. Five seven, so uh, (laughs) so we're going down, and the water just goes right down my floaters, and it's snowing. You know, we're floating through the river. Oh my gosh, it's cold. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this sucks so bad because it's not like you can just get out and go like get in the truck and drive away. And because he's like this guy, he was like super committed. He's like, he's there for eight hours. Like, you know, that's you're just there. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Unless you're going to die, you know. Which um, you could have. I could have. Um, so we're like fishing for a while and I'm like freezing. And so I'm like, all right, I'm going to go to the truck and warm up. And so I get the tube off and stuff, but then I slip on rocks and fall in. And so then I'm wet from head to toe. And I'm just like, oh, this is the worst ever and i go back to his truck and i can't get his truck to start right and so i am sitting in his truck for like three and a half hours oh my gosh shivering you know um because i am soaking wet and he finally comes over there because it started like snowing really bad and so he's like all right i guess i'll stop and he's like oh oh yeah because it was a manual and at the time i didn't his truck had to put it in neutral to start it and i didn't i didn't know that you know, because it's like nine <laughs> or eight, you know, and uh, I didn't learn to drive till I was 10. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you're still two years away from learning how to drive. So, yeah. But so, I mean, that was the last time I went like freshwater fishing, 
because I was like, I hate this crap, um, you know, because bad experience. But I mean, I, I like fishing on a boat in the ocean. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, catch big fish and and uh, have a good time. And but yeah, so I have not taken my my children fishing. They have not expressed an interest in going fishing. But you know, I might next year because next year I'm actually going. Uh, I've committed to going on a week long backpack. Uh, backpacking trip with my middle son who's will be nine by then but you know so it's gonna be interesting very cool do you guys know where you're going hiking at uh not yet no that'll be fun maybe if we can even go i don't know <laughs> well i'm sure you i'm sure you'll be able to go outside wherever you go i mean we can go outside i just have to be limited to the state we're in now because i can't leave the state due to my wife's work uh requirements that family and her can't leave the state or you have oh. to quarantine for two weeks without pay so you know hmm. fair enough so with that i think we actually have a quiz that i think we'll save until a third person is here because we could we could quiz Devin, but i think it's more fun if there's another person here so i think we'll save that until someone else comes back and then with that everyone this has been episode 135 of the freelancer codex podcast where we say our mission is to capture the ark before it can leave the airbase And as we stand by for Titanfall, <laughs> we'll see you next time. You are listening to the Freelancer Codex, a podcast brought to you by the Shut Up and Respawn Network.